just like that, we're already two minutes into the show. Like, all right, yes, it is Thursday, <laughs> it's nine, so of course it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing? Scotland one and Scotland two. Oh my god, off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and obviously, as well, we've got to say hello to all the MVPs, our Yukis, the, the, the hardcore listeners of this show. Get your comments in as we say every week, otherwise, it's just us lot nattering between ourselves. But this week, we do have a special guest with us. We have the great and the powerful Brianna Dex. How are we doing? I Whoa. am doing great, guys. How are you? Not bad. Yeah. yeah, I think I think this week the the craziness at the beginning of the week certainly peaked our um, juices again as well, you know. So yeah, it certainly made Tuesday an interesting show. <laughs> yeah. to completely flip the script on Tuesday show. Um, but yes, we got Brianna with us. If you don't know, she works with the Dallas Cowboys, but also, and here's an interesting one, and I'll tell you why. You also do work with uh, Sooners Wire as well, writing for them. Just so you know. Longhorns fan, Longhorns fan. Oh, okay. I'm not, so don't worry. <laughs> He's an Aggie. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm a better like, Texas team. Here's the thing about me, like I'm, I've kind of sworn to say, yeah, I'll just support Longhorns, but I don't necessarily have a pure concrete college team to support. I'm just Dallas Cowboys through and through. That's it. I like it because since you became a fan of the Longhorns, they haven't played very well. So just continue oh. supporting them. It's all oh. your fault. <laughs> But no, that's me. I mean, growing up, I was always like an NFL enthusiast. Like that was part of my fabric. I never, I didn't go to like a big like Division One college school. Like big, mm -hmm. football wasn't a huge deal, so I was always basically NFL through and through. There we go. Yeah, I like it. I like it. top flight. But also, you do uh, your own show and content as well. We were just talking because you've done a lot of work with uh, Brian Broadus. But yes. um, what is that show? Where can they find it? And names and acts and all the rest of it. Yes. So during the season, uh, me and Brian brought us started a blitz crosstalk where we would go through the games, um, kind of a, a preview of each week, you know, kind of a breakdown of what each game was. And um, we'll probably be doing some draft stuff as the offseason progresses. Um, but that's on my YouTube channel, um, Brianna Dix. And then all of my articles, videos are on D210.tv. So as well as my social media on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, there we go. Um, we did take a, a perusal at it all and uh, <laughs> gone through to see what, what's been going on. It got to be nosy, and you know, that's what we well, like. Yeah, we? yeah, we can't help being nosy, we've got to poke our business into everything. A little bit um, of <laughs> well, I say, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's, Dallas Cowboys creepiness. it's Dallas Cowboys creepiness, so yeah. that's allowed. Um, but yeah, it's a, another draft show, yeah, it's uh, season three, episode. 49179. Um, we are going to go through, though, with some of the news since we've got Brianna with us. Some of the stuff we spoke about Tuesday, we'll talk again just to get um, your side of the story, if you like. But we've got some more news, and then we'll try and roll into some draft talk. Whether that happens, I don't know. Um, you know how <laughs> these things go. It'll be what um, it'll be. <laughs> I mean, the way that some of these conversations go, we start over here and end up like 10 miles over there with where. It was supposed to go, but never mind. That's how it is sometimes. But, um, yeah, we see your comments coming in from the great Yukis, the fans out there. Um, keep them coming in. We'll fly them up. And if you've got questions for Brianna, make sure to bring them in as well. But we'll start you off with the first question. And we posted a little article up today uh, to help ease people's minds about the Dalton, Dal Dalton Schultz uh, franchise tag. How do you see yes. it? What's your take on it? So my take was that the Cowboys, their hand was forced a little bit. I think, you know, Blake Jarwin, his injury, there's a lot of uncertainty. And, I mean, with this hip thing, I mean, this is something potentially that could keep him out, I even think, all season next year. So, I mean, this is a big deal. And then you think behind Blake Jarwin, you have Sean McEwen and Ian Bunting. So, I mean, super thin. So, yeah. at that point, and, I mean, Dalton Schultz, he's a Dak-friendly guy. You know, it's kind of his mm -hmm. safety net. And, sure, he's not the best blocker. He's not that deep threat. He's not on the elite class of a, a Kelsey, a Kittle, a Waller. But I think, you know, Dak Prescott probably did have some say in this. And, I mean, just to try and help solidify that group. And the Cowboys are trying to get, you know, that long-term deal done. So, I mean, I don't think it'll be that $11 million against the cap in 2022. That's still in the yeah. process. Yeah. But the question that I'm asking myself is, can – Dalton Schultz be that guy 
you know, if you have wide receivers commanding a double team, so say you have Amari Cooper that's gone, if it's going to be Lamb, can he step up and be that guy? And I think a lot of his production in 2021 was based on the way that teams were playing the Cowboys, right? They were using that too high shell, so you had mm-hmm. opportunities created for Cedric Wilson in the slot. You had stuff that opened up for Dalton Schultz, you know, over the middle on those underneath intermediate routes, you know, boxing out defenders. So that's kind of some things that I'm I'm going through. But, I mean, with what the depth was, I mean, you had to bring a guy like that back. And I think, you know, it's harder in the draft to get a good serviceable tight end that can come in and make an immediate impact unless it's a guy that's in, you know, the top ten. Yeah. So yeah, was, I, your hand was forced, you know, with Blake Jarwin's injury status being what it was. Yeah. I think, I think also the – the, the fact that, um, you know, there were three other tight ends that were franchised this year as well. I mean, that was taking away some of the top end of the market. So right. um, you, you'd be seeing something, Paul, I know you love talking about Kenny Galladay and the, the sort of money he garnered <laughs> last year. Um, you know, you, you'd be getting the equivalent for a tight end this year. You'd be paying over the, over the odds in free agency. So <clears throat> I think, you know, it's, on the on the one hand, it looks bad that we're paying almost eleven million to him if we don't get a long term deal yeah. done. But you know, what would it be if you were, as you say, going in with uh, McKeon and Bunting, and you you wanted to try and pick somebody up in the free agency? The the bidding war would be incredible at the yeah. moment. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I agree in some parts. I mean, the, the article we wrote today are on Dalton Schultz on. Uh, trying to help ease people's minds on this 10.9 million that's going to hit. I mean, like you said, they are going to try because just because they franchise tagged him and that's what the tag is doesn't necessarily mean, yeah, I mean, uh, that's what it'll be because, yeah, they've got time right. I mean, they have until July 15th to get that long term deal done, so yeah, I mean, exactly. Didn't we not do that with Demarcus Lawrence had him on the franchise tag, then all of a sudden we got, got him sent up to the long term deal? I mean, that's what essentially what we did. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just to go through his pass blocking uh, stats, because that was one of the things we, we dove into, was it, more specifically in terms of his pass blocking, his run blocking isn't too bad either. But uh, this is a minimum in the league of 60 pass block snaps. So, it, it, you know, it's it, easy enough. You get a good enough list. In terms of that, he ranks first in sacks allowed, zero. Uh, in pressures allowed is two. And 8.6% of his snaps pressured allowed. That's first in the NFL. So, yeah. you know, the narrative is there. I think with, with it as well, with Dalton Schultz's consistency, and especially at tight end, mm-hmm. the tight end position is trying to find consistency. And that's what Dalton Schultz provides you. Uh, the, the question I ask these lot, and I'll ask you, Brianna, is Dalton Schultz, though, is he a good serviceable tight end or is he a product of the offense? I think he's a serviceable tight end. I mean, he's certainly a guy. I mean, Dak had more trust in him and Cedric Wilson than he did in CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, who were your bona fide number one and number two. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I mean, Dalton Schultz was constantly a, a go-to target for, for Dak in, in multiple situations. And granted, I think a lot of that was, again, the way that teams were playing the Cowboys. But, I mean, he was probably the most consistent guy you had on the offense over and over. And, I mean, if you look at, like, his – catches compared to the targets. I mean, he was clearly the front runner in that category for the Cowboys. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm certainly not surprised that he was one of the guys that they retained just given mm. his, his production, the rapport that Dak has with him. I mean, being a, a Dak friendly guy that I feel like this was something that was going to happen, especially with the situation that unfolded with Blake Jarman. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the biggest thing that kind of forced them to this was, the Blake Jarwin situation. Um, but another bit of news that broke today is the Cowboys have turned around and they've said that they're not looking at punter Brian Anger, third-round pick Brian Anger, back yeah. next season. Um, now, Fassel was seen, I'm Paul pointing this out, was seen at the yeah. Combine during the punter um, drills, if you like, that was going on. So do you think perhaps they're going to go day three? Is that going to be a pick or... Do you think they because the kick is still a situation, something that's being spoke about as well? I, but I don't see them going both punter and kicker in the draft unless it's undrafted. Right. 
Um, but do you think this now opens up the door on in the third round? That's uh, third round, day three. Yeah, uh, for a draft pick with Punter. No, I think absolutely. And I was I was honestly surprised by the Brian Anger news. I mean, this was a guy that was. Yeah. You know, all pro, Pro Bowl. I mean, God, I think he averaged like like forty four yards like per punt average. I mean, just crazy. Had, and to be honest, like a lot of the time last season when you would go through like game after game and you'd pick like your MVP. I mean, the, the, the punter a lot of times be like Michael yeah. Parsons, Brian Anger. I mean, he had an incredible season. So I mean, I know that you have to get under that salary cap limit, but I mean, he was a guy that I I was surprised that they decided to part ways from, but I think certainly you're going to have to solidify that special teams as well. And I know that's kind of a category that often gets overlooked, but yeah, I mean, they're certainly going to have to dig deep and get, and get something in the draft. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they're covered at the moment. They're covered for punter because they do have Hunter Niswander still on the roster from last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and he, he, you know, the, the year before we brought anger in, he was still serviceable. I think if you, when we compared the stats going into training camp last year, I think both were about a 44-yard average. Mm. Um, you know, so that was um, – you, you could have gone the, the cheaper route and actually stuck with Hunter Niswander if he hadn't got injured in training camp. Right. Um, but, I mean, yeah, as soon as, as, soon as Anger got the, the second team all-pro um, selection this year, I mean, that was just going to cost him out of it. Um, you got Johnny Hecker, I think, is the highest paid punter in the league, and that's two million a year. Yeah. If you're paying him two million a year, and you're paying almost two and a half million to Zerline as well, mm-hmm. um, you know that's crazy money to be pay- paying to your special teams. And you got to think that we've got to bring back McQuaid as well. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, potentially you'd be talking about almost six million for six or seven million for. You know, guys that are only on as and when you're kicking field goals or um, extra points. So funny that you mentioned Zerline. I've actually got a question in, on the comments here, and this is for you, Brianna. Is what is your view on Zerline returning? I know that he is a bones fossil guy. He loves him, but I mean, nice. at some point, it's like the production has to outweigh your love for him. Like we all know that you, how much you've enjoyed him and the the Greg the leg, but I mean when when you're missing as many kicks as he did, he's not a guy that you can rely on in big time situations. And I mean you saw in in the playoffs how many games were decided by a game winning field goal. I mean you have mm. to be able to make those, and he's not a guy that they can rely on to do that. Even in practice, watching him, I mean he would repeatedly miss. Yeah. And it's like at some point you're going to have to move on and make and make that decision because he's not a guy that you can rely on to make those kicks and at this point in time in the NFL you you can't count on a guy like that so no I would say they they do need to move on from Greg Berline. Yeah, we have plenty of offers on Twitter by the way there's a few with the Yuki saying that they'll take a punting job in Dallas (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) for me and coach I'm just just going to add on top of that it's like you could always argue with the financial aspect of it it's like Greg's on quite a a chunky contract for a kicker as well and he certainly is not warranting that. Um, no, he's not. <laughs> especially, especially when you see some of the kickers that are just rookies and they're absolutely balling it out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, don't want to name uh, names on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but uh, but I, I definitely think we, rather than just looking what our normal uh, draft scouting is, like, I think we actually do do a due diligence of what punters and kickers we actually might want to look at now. <laughs> I already have a list. I figured that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, I, I, I want us to sign Dicker so that we've got Dicker the kicker and Hunter the punter. So, oh my. <laughs> funnily enough, I was looking at um, Cameron Dicker yesterday, watching the, the kicks there. Um, but here's one for you. Uh, it's come up a, a, as a question uh, as well, and I was thinking it, so it's kind of ironic. But it, how come, or what do you guys think are the reasons that? They've asked DeMarc- uh, Demarcus Lawrence Tank yes. to take a pay cut. He said no. They're saying that they're going to cut Amari Cooper, um, mm-hmm. another cap casualty. But why is it that they haven't asked Zeke to take a pay cut? I find personally, I find it's just a mistake on Stephen Jones's half. He's actually put mm-hmm. himself 
like I don't think he actually meant to say what he meant to say. Like I don't know. I'm not trying to defend him, but mm-hmm. I think the way how the conversation kind of transpired is like, yeah, six eye guy, he's trying to ease the tension. I don't, I don't know, but I think he's so. It's no going to send the right message out to the rest of the squad. It's like, wait, hold on a minute. Why is he untouchable and I am? Mm-hmm. Like so. If I was a, if I was other than seat, I'd be quite annoyed about that about that comment from Stephen. But I don't think Stephen realised in the position what he's done to it's uneased quite a lot of people within the, the team. I think. Yeah, and I, I think, think with um, Zeke too. I think with they made the mistake in the way that they structured his contract because you can't really restructure it now because it's going to kill you in the future. Mm-hmm. So that was the way that they structured his deal, and that's the issue. And yes, they asked Demarcus Lawrence to take the pay cut. He said no. So the likelihood that he's going to be back is basically like they don't come back after yeah. you find a pay cut. Um, but I think it's a situation now where okay, you're going to move on from Demarcus Lawrence, you're going to re-sign Randy Gregory, you're going to move on from Amari Cooper, and you're going to sign Michael Gallup. Now, do I think the team's going to be better doing that? No, mm. but I mean that's just the way the NFL is, and. You know, that's just kind of the the way that the, in the salary cap age, that's what you get. But, but yeah, yeah. That, that on their part in the way that they structured Zeke's deal. Yeah, I mean, with, with, with this news about like so Cooper and D-Law, it's like I, the only thing I can keep thinking of is like, it, it just changes our priorities now when it comes to the draft. Mm-hmm. Do, we now, do we now have to draft a wide receiver at 24 or Again, higher in the up? First round. Yeah. Again, in the yeah. first round, do we have to draft a defensive lineman at 24 like this is something that we could have easily done in like day two and day three but now it seems to be it could be a day one scenario now where our number one problem what we were all talking about was offensive line especially now the news is that Lyle Collins is is potentially getting traded away again now there's the whole okay we might need a tackle now so we're like it's it seems to be growing arms and legs now and it's only been two weeks of Sheer carnage of news right now. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. In two weeks, like the carnage <laughs> started really Monday. Um, but it, it is it is a crazy one when you you try and figure it out. And there are reports as well that um, the Patriots have come online and said, "Look, we're interested in Amari Cooper." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you can't. You couldn't actually restructure other than restructuring Zeke's deal the same way that you would Dak Prescott yeah, yeah. and extending it past past the length of the contract into voidable years. Yeah. Both both Tank and Amari Cooper, they've got no guaranteed money this year other than their signing bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that is obviously, you can go to them and say, look, this 17 million that you, you're getting for playing 17 games, you're getting that as a 1 million dollar paycheck or whatever we want you to take half of that or whatever and say you save money there but when the contract's written that everything's fully guaranteed there's there's no way of actually mm-hmm. short of actually doing what Dak and Zeke uh Dak and Zach did and um ex- expanding it out further into the contract there's nothing that you can actually do to ask them to take a pay cut when it's guaranteed money yeah. Right. I, I, well, the thing yeah. with like Amari too is like I'm sick and tired of hearing like, oh, the the production didn't match him getting 20 million. Okay. Well, Mike Williams just got a yeah. $50 million dollar three contract, <laughs> oh. 28 million guaranteed in year one, and Amari Cooper is a much better receiver. I mean, this Jeez. is a guy that for the second time in his career this past season, didn't get a thousand yards. And the other time was when he was with the Raiders. Like, no, this is because the Cowboys didn't utilize him in the right way. And that's on Kellen Moore to fix that. I mean, Amari Cooper, in my mind, is a top 10, 12 wide receiver in the league. Easily. He has a lot in the tank. This is an issue of how the Cowboys utilize him. And of course, like Amari disclosed his frustrations on the amount of targets he got. Talked about his frustrations with Amari Cooper's vaccination status. You know, the check. Yeah, yeah, that comes in. Yeah. You know, and of course, I'm I'm sure all of that comes into play, but I'm just like, uh, I mean, Amari is a phenomenal receiver. And so Mm -hmm. I moving on from him, I do not think this team is going to be better. I don't think they should have cut him. I think they should have tried to 
rework his deal, restructure it to more, more money into the future. But I mean, I understand you have to do something to get under the cap limit, but I think at this point, the Cowboys are just going to try and reinvent this wide receiver position with CeeDee Lamb as your number one, with Michael Gallup, with a second or third round draft pick. Because I mean, there are a ton of freaks in the draft, you know, in the top 100 come in, make an impact. But at the same time, like, I mean, Michael Gallup could start the year on Pup next year. Yeah. So then what? You've got yeah. CeeDee Lamb, you've got a rookie, you've got Simi Fayoko, and you're going to tell me that that's going to be better than having Amari Cooper? No, you mm-hmm. can't tell me that. Yeah. We've got a question in a minute, Paul, on Twitter, uh, where they're asking at 24, what would your choice be, Olave, Chris Olave, or Burks? Hmm. I say Alave because he's a safer choice. He's he's just safer. The floor and this, the floor and the ceiling are very very close together. Yeah, no, he's I would agree. I get. think the ceiling is higher. Yeah, and it, it's just a safer choice. I, in fact, I would say Alave is probably the, the 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 safest one of the safest pros, prospects in this year's draft. Yeah, uh, but sorry, just had to check that in because they were eager for me to ask you. Mate, I'm going to say I'm going to say none of them because I still think our bigger priority is what's the point? You know, it's no point driving a wide receiver if we're not going to give Dak enough time to give it protection to throw the ball. So that's where that's my point of view on it. Uh, I know, and it's, uh, it's, no, it's obviously yeah, certainly need to go offensive line in the in the first round for sure. Mate, here we go. If we start going down that we can really hit problems because we can say, okay. well, what about the safety positions? We've only got one safety. What about linebacker? Because at the moment we've only got one linebacker and he's not really a starter because Micah Parsons is going to have to take Randy Gregory's spot or Demarcus Lawrence if they're both going. So there's your defensive end. So now what are you doing at linebacker? Right. Well, <laughs> I, I am so glad I'm not in the task. The coaches have said about Micah Parsons. I think that potentially you can have him – lining up as an edge more often, but I don't think they're ever going to make Micah Parsons a full-time defensive end. Despite what happens to Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, I mean, they've talked about over and over his ability to constantly keep offensive coordinators guessing. You have no idea where he's coming from, whether it's left end, right end, over the center, off the ball. I mean, he's an absolute menace. And I think that's one of the things that makes – him so lethal in the Cowboys defense and the way that Dan Quinn utilizes him in pass rush packages. I mean, blitzes stunts. Like, I mean, this guy just is all over the place and that's what makes him such a great player. And if you put him just at the end, yeah, he's going to get the sack production or if he's just a linebacker, he's going to get the tackle production, Mm -hmm. but all of those things combined is what makes him such a great player. And no matter what was put on his workload, he did it to the full extent of his ability. So I think that they're going to con- continue to do that for, for years to come with him. Yeah. And we'll get to Volant- Andrew Volante's uh, comment uh, about Randy Gregory. That is in the cards. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, Cedric Wilson as well, mind you, is there's questions over that and that he made hit free agency purely on the basis that he did, he's done well. He's done well for himself right. this year. Started, obviously, very slow for the Cowboys. You know, there was the injury. I'm trying to remember, was it a, a, was it an ankle injury he had the first year and they had to bench him? Something, it was a leg injury, anyway. Right, first like season. Half the team had, like, sinking ankle stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, obviously, but this year, he's really paid off. Um, gadget player as well. Right. Um, Perfect passer rating as well. We throw that in there. Um, does but, it all. Yeah, does it all. But do you think Cedric Wilson is a guy that they're going to try and pursue, or do you feel purely because of the the cap situation? Because it seems to be the Cowboys at the moment, which I find quite odd, especially from the Cowboys front office, is that they seem to be worrying more about the future than the now. Yep. Um, so, do you feel that this is a year where they are? Um, going to not bother pursuing to keep Cedric Wilson's talents here? No, I I think he is gone. I don't think with the sa- with the salary cap, I mean, he'd probably be like $7 million, Um, And I don't think the Cowboys are going to be willing to spend that amount of money. And I think, I, I mean, I think he'd be able to hit 
a lot in free agency. Just the the production that he had this season. Um, he was one of Dak Prescott's go-to targets, but I think he's gone in the same with Malik Turner. Yeah, uh, and we've got this question as well that will hit because we was talking about linebacker. I know we're jumping about yeah, but the 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 Yukis are throwing in the questions hard and fast on Twitter. Is the Bobby Wagner narrative that's come back out again? Um, what's your guys' take? And I'll be right back one second. I've got to turn my heat in though. <laughs> hey, Bri- um, Brianna, you want to go first? Yes. So we can all dream, right? But I think he, when you can't even pay Cedric Wilson, when you're probably, when you weren't able to pay your punter, there's no way you're going to be able to pay a future Hall of Fame linebacker. And I think what is intriguing and what gives everyone pause is his ties to Dan Quinn. Um, And sure, he might be willing to take less to reunite with Dan Quinn, but I think it's highly unlikely that he would come to the Cowboys. Sure, we would love to see it. I mean, that combination with Micah Parsons would be one of the best tandems that this yep. NFL has probably ever seen. But I don't think there's any way that you'd be able to spend that amount of money unless he was willing to take a ridiculous low salary to be able to play for Quinn. Yeah, just just to kind of – yeah, for, for me, it's – the fan of me would absolutely love that combination, oh, yeah. uh, but me thinking, me thinking, about, me, me yeah. thinking about the business side of things, it's just like it's just not possible. There's yeah, no, you can't even no... pay your own guys right now. Yeah. you're yeah. not going to be able to pay an eight-time Pro Bowl veteran. Right. It's not happening. Uh, and and this is what I sometimes love and hate about online social media. Sometimes some people care. Says, "Oh, we should get them. We should get them up." We can't afford them, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's the it's the this year's Earl Thomas or Jamal Adams situation. Oh God, the Earl Thomas, yeah, them, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah and I mean, you you've also got talks that they're bringing they're looking at Anthony Hitchens as well, bringing him back. You know the yeah. the hero of the Wembley game in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so. Bring him back and bring him back across to London, but never mind. Um, yeah, I mean, it, as Brianna says, it's, it's going to be a, the old Thomas situation for the rest of this year, at least. You know, why didn't we pick him up? Why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? Um, yeah, I, I, unless Dan Quinn's got, you know, some way of saying, you know, come and play for us and, uh, you know, we'll get you back to form put you on a one-year deal the same way that he's done with everybody else. Um, you know, and then you're in the same situation next year, but hopefully by that point in time, you've got Jabril Cox has matured a little bit more. You've got Parsons has matured and then whoever we pick up as well um, in, the, in the draft, hopefully, you know, we'll be spending some capital on that as well. But Right. But I mean, like, sure. I mean, Dan Quinn is salivating just like all of us when when he sees that he left. I mean, anytime that I asked Quinn about Michael Parsons, you know, his mm-hmm. his sensational rookie season, you know, does have you ever seen or coached a player that has, you know, his his closing speed, the instincts, and Bobby Wagner always came into the conversation. It wasn't like a well, you know, no, I really never have. Like Bobby Wagner was always, you know that that is the the best in his mind player that he's ever coached. I mean, loves the guy. And so of course he would want him to come here with Micah Parsons, but just with, with the cap, I don't think that's possible. And like, you know, Mike, you mentioned the Cowboys are not a, they look to the future. This isn't a let's win now, which it should be. But the Cowboys aren't the team that's going to make those splash plays in free agency, like the Bucks or the Rams. They're not going to do that. This is a team that always does the, the bargain deals, the, they go to the Dollar Tree, they get the one, two-year deals. I mean, that's that's what this team does. And so yeah. I think that's what they're going to continue to do no matter how badly you, you want to see Bobby Wagner in a Cowboys uniform. Yeah. And, uh, a, second level with Mike Parsons. And I think as well, a lot of the contract issues that the Cowboys are having, certainly um, you know, as it stands now, a lot of that can be attributed to them taking – 
so much time to make choices. Like if they pull the right. trigger early on Dak, cheaper exactly. contract. Pull the trigger earlier yeah, on Tank, yeah, yeah. cheaper contract. Cooper, 100%. same situation. Randy Gregory, we was all saying in the offseason, and sign him now because he's going to be cheaper now than he will be this year. Yep. And now here we are again, and all these things are now piled up, and they're going, we're going to have to cut players. And yep. it, it, I just... It, it baffles me why they take so long to make these choices. Or, and then, like you say... Yeah, Zeke with the holdout, too. <laughs> yeah, if you, had you pulled the trigger, you would have saved yourself a lot of hurt down the road. And you're experiencing it now. Yeah, Honestly. and here we are from them dragging their feet again. Yeah, me and RJ and uh, Tom spoke about this on the Roundtable <laughs> show. And yeah. it was just a constant barrage. It's like, why are we so delayed? Slow. And so, so slow, like... If not slow, why or not are we actually realizing what's in front of us and not paying them now and not be kicked in the backside when it when it really matters? It's like mm-hmm. I, it, it's frustrating as hell. It just seems Very. like I don't know, man. It's <sighs> no, I'm like, there it is, there it is, yeah. There it is. That that that's the noise I think most cowboy fans make. They go, well, what do you think about the contrast? They just all you get is exhale noises. Mm-hmm. And it's always the same. No, I literally, if there's one way to describe how I feel right now, it's that meme of the dog inside of the burning building drinking a cup of coffee saying, It's fine, it's all mm-hmm. fine, but it's mm-hmm. actually not. It's like everything around about you is all burning. Yeah. yeah, or like the one I always use or like quote is like, I don't know if you like have seen Friends. Oh, yeah. The one where, where Ross, <laughs> yeah, like that, that famous, like, I'm fine. I don't know why. Fine. Like that's me. Yeah. With, with all this news coming, it's like, oh God, I'm, I'm fine. We're, we're all fine. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like we're all heavy meme users. So that this is going good. I like this. I think one of the reasons why the Cowboys are so slow to, to to sign contracts is that the the trying to get make it's make use of these guys way. these guys being hungry mm. you know they these guys are looking out they're trying to pad their stats trying to get you know do whatever it takes to get the team up there you know right. and hoping that you can ride that to playoff success before you then sign them or release them or whatever and let them go off and make their hundreds of millions of dollars elsewhere. Um, know. You know, uh, and those that we have ended up signing, invariably injuries, yeah. what have you, taken or, or changes, changes scheme in a lot of situations. That, you know, we're, we're talking about moving on from Lyle Collins. I think Lyle, you know, I've been critical this year so far that Philbin, I think we should have got rid of. I don't rate him as an offensive line coach. Um, you know, and I think we're seeing a drop off across the board. Zach Martin, the only one that's improved um, is Terrence Steele. Steel. And Terrence Steele's been working with Duke Manyweather over in yeah. uh, the Baylor Scott and White building. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, what they do during the off season is what actually improves the, their techniques, etc. Mm-hmm. What they're getting coached by the team is is more the scheme and how it fits with um what the receivers do and what you're meant to do on this play it's the, there's no individual talent boosting coaching within the within the team setup mm-hmm. yeah. when well, you you mentioned Terrence Steele I mean yeah this was a guy that last offseason he struggled in 2020 mightily so during the offseason he was in the weight room every day he was getting stronger working on his strength and you saw the dividends of that this past season and this is a guy that they all love and I think that's one of the reasons you're gonna see the the moving on from Lyle Collins because they want to have that spot for Terrence Steele at right tackle and as much as I think I would love to see or love to have facilitate the configuration of having Lyle Collins move to left guard, which is where he start started his career. And he even told media, like the left side is where I'm most comfortable, but I mean, the Cowboys didn't like his bend at tackle. So they certainly weren't going to like it at, at guard. But I mean, yeah. both Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, they're, they're not the player they weren't were. And, you know, I mean, the Cowboys offensive line that was once deemed the best in the NFL, like those days are gone. Those glory days are mm-hmm. gone. And even Zach Martin said, you know, we were smashing the mouth over and over. And that's a big part of why I think the season ended the way it was. I think Dak's 
quarterback draw with 14 seconds left that made everybody scratch their heads and you were wondering why the heck are we doing this but I think a lot of the reason they did that was because of blocking they weren't Mm -hmm. confident in the team's ability to block and okay if Dak throws a shot downfield well we can't block anybody and we're getting beat at the point of attack over and over so he could potentially take a sack you know any number of things that would have ended that game in the same way so it is what it is, yep. but they've got to find a way to reboost and bolster that unit during the offseason. Yeah, yeah. And there is news as well, which we'll, we'll get into, which coincides with all of this. Uh, and it's actually coming in through as we speak, is that the Cowboys are looking to trade Lyle Collins. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's literally just, as we were talking, just... <laughs> it's been going on throughout the day, and it's literally just come up now that the Cowboys <laughs> are pursuing a trade. It doesn't say with her. Certainly is not a um, surprising thing. <laughs> no, 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 not really. I wonder what we can get. Because he was an undrafted free agent. No. Elephant's a bonus, to be honest, right now. Well, maybe the commanders will give us half of their draft picks after, you know, trading to get Wentz, you know, so. Mm. Yeah. Did anyone see Trayvon Diggs' uh, response to that? <laughs> the lone <laughs> smiley face. Yeah, yeah. You just see that, you were just like, "Yeah, we know, we know." He's ready. He's ready. <laughs> yeah. um, but obviously, in other talks, because the legal tampering period is coming on Monday. Um, I always like that terminology. It never makes <laughs> sense to me. Like, what does that even mean? But okay, legal tampering period starts on Monday, the fourteenth. Um, <laughs> There are talks that Randy Gregory is mm-hmm. in talks with the Cowboys, but yes. speaking uh, with people, and obviously you, yourself would know this as well, uh, ask the question about that, and it sounds like they are going to let Randy Gregory test free agency, which makes sense for Randy mm-hmm. as well at this stage, because yeah. he's like, what, a few days, four days away from finding out what his worth is. Yeah. Um, but do you think... Because they've given Schultz the the the, the, the tag. Uh, franchise tag, yeah. And as we say, with the cap constraints the Cowboys are under, does Randy Gregory come back, or do you think he's going to test free agency and go? Yeah, I, I'll I'll take that deal. I think <clears throat> that the Cowboys' priority needs to be in securing him. If you're if you're not going to have Demarcus Lawrence, then you need to have Randy Gregory. And I mean, sure, this was the guy that's had a lot of issues in the past. I mean, we all know the the substance abuse, the myriad of suspensions, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think the Cowboys longstanding loyalty and support of Gregory, I'm hoping will will pay off and materialize in a deal. And I mean, he had the best season he's had in 2021 throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of his career, went through the first off-season program he's had since yep. the season. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think you've got to find a way to get him back. You know, like with with all the free agencies they have a safety as well get get Jay Ron curse back but i mean i think that he needs to be the priority in in getting him back on on this team especially if you're not going to have Demarcus Lawrence yeah cuz i mean now you're talking Marcus Golson from one side and you're going to have to put in unfortunately Micah Parsons on the other side cuz i'm totally with you i want Micah Parsons to be free roaming. I right. want him to be yep. in a various uh, he's Sam, he's Mike, he's defensive end. At one point he's in the two point, then he's in the three point stance. Mm-hmm. Completely see, confusing offense. Yeah. See, see, I don't think that'll be the case, Mike. I think we'll end up getting someone in the free agency just I, to fill yeah. up that, that void and keep Parsons in the linebacker. But if anything, it will definitely get someone in the draft. But yeah, uh, it's but I totally agree. With it. We can't afford to lose both of them. Yeah, the, the, one yeah. of them needs to stay, and that's mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, yeah, and again, it goes back to like we were saying earlier, and like Brianna was saying that it, it's this um, trying to put sticky plasters on everything in the free agency and just scraping <sighs> the bottom of the barrel and Mate, trying to get. Mate, that's, ex- that's exactly what it feels like. You're we're literally literally trying to put band aids on the team right now. And it's just, it's literally, it's literally just watching it just slowly fall apart. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the old cartoons, like the Tom and Jerry cartoons, when they got holes in the boat and they put the finger in and then another (laughs) just like running out of fingers. Yeah, but I like, I heard it the other day, but it was like trying to put a bandaid on a shark bite. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I like that. I, I like that one. I'm, I'm taking a note of that. Yeah, I'm writing down <laughs> shark, shark bite meme. 
there's um, always enough of those to go wrong. God, God, next, <laughs> ne- next time I think of it, next time I watch Sharknado, I'll be thinking about hmm, there's pl- a lot of band-aids. <laughs> Sharknado. That's like one of the worst films ever made. It's, it, is, it is terrible, but it's amazing at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to the mailbag at the end because we've got a couple of questions. They're, they're, they're coming in. The, the, the old UPs are, are, are firing in questions on Twitter that I, I've just given up now. So sorry, guys, on Twitter. You, you, you're just flying them in. Um, but the one that has come in that I will ask anyway because it's the last question on there and I'm not scrolling through all of them. Uh, on uh, In terms of tight end, do you guys think that puts them out of the market in the draft now because they tag Schultz? Or do you think, if anything, this means that they need to get a tight end in the draft need. even more so? Need, definitely. Yeah, need. No, yeah. I would say they're still going to draft some somebody. I mean, it probably won't be as, as high as it potentially would have if, if Schultz wasn't here anymore. I mean, you mm-hmm. didn't have the, the Blake Jarwin injury. But no, I still think they for sure need to draft somebody in the later rounds. Come on, Wadamaya. Woo! <laughs> Nah, happening. <laughs> no, I know. No, you, you need some more. Rich. You need some more depth for sure, and a better, yep. a, a, a good blocking tight end in there. Yeah, okay. yeah and if you, if you don't get a long term deal done with Schultz before the draft, then potentially you're looking yeah. at being in the same situation next year right. and having them on where it'd be easier if you've got somebody that you pick up in the draft, you can develop them for a year, and then they're maybe ready to assume more of a, a starting role next year yeah 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 um because one of the questions we, 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 that i'm gonna ask you then is, is coming up is what do you think what does brianna think or or what position we'll start there on that one do you think the cowboys are going to draft in the first round i would like i don't know if it's what they actually will do but i think they should draft an offensive lineman um, I mean, we've had, you know, there's several names that have been synonymous with the Cowboys with Tyler Linderbaum, you know, Kenyon Green, um, Evan Neal. And I think any one of those would be great additions at 24. But mm-hmm. I think the priority needs to be solidifying that line because, I mean, that's that's what dictates this offense. And if your offensive line mm-hmm. isn't strong, then teams are going to wreak havoc on you. And we saw that over and over throughout the 2021 season. So that's that's what I want to see happen, especially okay. in an interior position. Well, the, the next one that's come in is um, ask you, what is Brian Broder saying he's going to take? <laughs> I honestly do not know what Brian is saying. I need he to does like to keep that. that close to his chest. He likes to keep yeah. it close to his chest until about two weeks before the draft. And then he oh, starts yeah, yeah. He's got He's got his guys ready. He's got his board mm-hmm. figured out. But I, I will certainly ask him that, though, and figure out who he wants for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, go on, Paul. I was going to say, like, I, I just brought DJ Dog's comment. Now, Zion Johnson would be a great acquisition at number 24 i, I think but I, I think after the combine he's he's gone up the board and yeah but that does, green's probably going to be more in our reach i would not touch kenyan green i'll be perfectly honest with you i don't yeah. I, 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 think, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't touch him if there's a guy and and i'm raving about the guy is a cold strange from chattanooga i think we could get him mm. maybe in the further forefront i'd like the look of him that guy yeah. can really punch a hole through a wall so, that's, that's, what, that's what we need and I mean especially when you have a guy like Tyler Biotish and I mean this coaching staff is not set on him you can see that I mean that's why during the offseason you had Connor Williams you had Connor McGovern taking first team reps at center because he they know that he's not the answer and I think when you have solid pieces around him he's better but the inconsistency at left guard with Connor Williams and Connor McGovern hurt him. I mean, you're fine, obviously, at right guard with Zach Martin. I mean, one of the best in the biz, flawless technique. But when you have the inconsistency on the other side, that pours over into Tyler Biotish because that guy's not going to be able to take up the slack um, like, like yeah. a Zach Martin is. Yeah. So getting a guy in there wouldn't, is not only going to help Tyler Biotish, but it's going to help boost that entire line as a whole. Uh-huh. So, I mean, what about for you guys then in day two? Uh, and I'll ask all three of you. Is defense, you know, you're talking about offensive line. Is defensive line um, 
an option going into day two. I know we've got well, we've got an Oklahoma sooner in Neville Gallimore as a our, our three tech going on. My there. boy, and, that's my boy. Yeah, oh, Diggy Zuer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they will bring Carlos Watkins back by the sounds of it. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But do you think uh, that's an option going into day two? Day and day two, so that's second and third round. Maybe, but I think linebacker might be the more higher priority. Mm-hmm. I do like the options at linebacker in day two. Yeah, but there's, yeah. there's a there's really good, like, you've got Brian Osamoa, Chad Muma. Man, there's, there's a re- really good list of linebackers you could probably get a good steal at that second round. Yeah, because yeah. here's one of the questions then from the mailbag that ties into that. Um, Stephen Nicole's asked this question is, uh, the 49ers are looking to move on from their defensive tackle, DJ Jones. Do you think that's somebody the Cowboys should pursue? Or do you think cap. that's beyond our reach based on cap constraints? Cap, cap, cap. Yep. Yeah. Cap. Cap. <laughs> well, and I just kind of get the impression, too, that like as much as a lot of people value defensive tackle, I don't feel like the front office and the coaching staff sees it in the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a team that you play a lot of nickel and dime. They're confident in Neville Gallimore. They're confident in Odigizua. They mm-hmm. believe that Chauncey Goldstein can play on the interior. So, I mean, I don't think that's as, as high a priority, the interior, as, say, like an edge is. And, and a lot of that's going to weigh on, obviously, what ends up happening with Randy Gregory if they bring back Lawrence Armstrong, um, which, again, I would like to see him come back. He had the most consistent – season of his career um with with quinn as well just being one of those rotational pieces it's, it's um, funny that yeah, yeah so it, he, he had a great season it's funny so i would like you, to see him get kind of a team-friendly deal and be back too it's funny that you mentioned doris armstrong because we were one of his biggest crickets and it's like we had he's always had those amazing training camps looking like standout and never really put the production into mm. the regular season yeah but, Last but last season Always just there. That was his, that was his best season. Oh I yeah, mean, uh, and in some games when he was starting, he looked absolutely fantastic. It's like okay, mm-hmm. that's what we've been wanting from this guy. So bring him back. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for that. Yeah, he, he's, he's finally you know lived up to the billing that Jerry Jones has posted for him. I mean Jerry Jerry's almost had him as his long lost child. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, sorry, we better not yeah. talk about that. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that pun. That Sorry, yeah, we, we, yeah. We, 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 said, we said we weren't going to talk about that tonight. But, That's okay. Um... It slipped in. That's all right. <laughs> Paul's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was hilarious. <laughs> Talking of memes, you're just about to become a meme, Lorne. Oh my god, yeah, he's seriously gone. <laughs> he's back, he's back, he's back in the room. Sorry, yeah, I, had to, I had to leave every second just to kind of laugh at it, yeah. Okay, I'm going to try and bring it back. So here's another one for the mailbag. I'm just trying to save things, yeah. Um, safety being an issue for the Cowboys. Uh, the next question was, do you think they'll pursue uh, Tyron Matthew, um, the honey badger? Because there are reports he's leaving Kansas. Cap issues again, do we think? Go Just that turns back? Oh, yep. I think it's way more likely that they get Jaron Curse, but then also retain either Hooker or Casey. I think it's more likely with Hooker, yeah. just given yes, the upside, his age, and the cost. former first-round pick. Um, but I mean, once again, Cowboys don't make splash plays in free. So I'm always hesitant to be like, oh yeah, they're going to go after him. Like, no, this isn't a team that's saying all in, putting all the chips right now. That They're not a team that's going to do that, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, some, mate, of the U- some of the Yukis on Twitter are making comments to your comment, Lauren. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> mate. Yeah, mate I, I, I Thank you, Yukis. Mate, I don't know if it's actually a, any point asking us about players potentially join the Cowboys. Right I now, know. It, like, it, it's now that's this is like, can we afford them? No. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And they never really make splashes in free agency, like Brianna's already pointed out. It is something, one of the things, and it seems to be what I always find weird is that um, 
the draft scouting the Cowboys do is phenomenal. It's one of the best in the leagues. But their pro scouting just seems to be mind-boggling. It's baffling. Although, I, I will say, the last season that we just last had, season, their yeah. pro scouting... Brian made a huge really, difference, though. Yeah, he brought Br- in Br- his Br- guys. Br- he knew Br- what he wanted. And, yeah, yeah I mean, he made, it, he made a big impact in that. But, I mean, we all... We all saw the, you know, the the, the Don Terry Poe, the the Everson Griffin, the Daryl Worley, the picks <laughs> that didn't even make it through, didn't even make the roster. Mm. Well, what's happened there? I'm sorry, I she can't hit a, I hit a, she, I hit a she, she mentioned Don Terry Poe. <laughs> oh, okay, Poe. Oh, yeah, he doesn't you like, he doesn't like Poe. You had to mention him. That is the biggest waste of space <laughs> I've ever witnessed in this entire organization. Ever played for I'm the sorry. Honestly, <laughs> Dan Terry Poe gave, made me lose my bloody hairline. I swear to God. nightmares from this? <laughs> Honestly, I've never seen a lazy defensive type lineman in my life than Dan Tory Poe. Oh, all season I just slated him. Uh, oh, oh, God. Uh, just by the sorry. way, uh, from a comment we've had from one of the Yukis on Twitter, is sounds like Leeds uh, lost in football and Jamie's saying we're cheering him up. <laughs> well, I check that in there for you. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear, yeah. Jamie. So there we go. Um, but uh, I know, obviously, like you were saying, you were speaking to, you know, you get to talk, um, doing what you do with the coaches and what have you. Do you think then, based on um, uh, Dan Quinn's system and some of the linebackers and that how diminished the linebacker core is right now, there are any linebackers that he's got his particular eye on that we, uh, we need to keep an eye on <laughs> based on that narrative? Well, and I think... Two, some depends on, okay, do you do you re-sign Keanu Neal? Is he going to stay? You know, because with Jabril Fox, like, they loved his upside as a coverage player, you know, yeah. running backs, tight ends, but you really didn't get to see a lot of that. And I think had you been able to see what his incorporation looked like with Micah Parsons, his acclamation, you, you would feel a lot better going into next season, but there's so much uncertainty and questions that you have on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that the Cowboys are going to go like first round, getting a guy like Nicobe Dean, which probably won't even be there at 24 anyways. Yeah. Um, I think more of like a second or third round, like you guys have mentioned. Um, but I wouldn't say there's anybody specific that I have in mind. Um, but I do think that, the fact that Dan Quinn is back creates a lot of incentive for a guy to, to play in Dallas and to play, to play for him. And I mean, he's a guy that maximizes talent. Yeah. You know, and I mean, even a guy like Micah Parsons that came in, I mean, this is a guy that he opted out of the 2020 season. He played, he transitioned from defensive end from high school, only had one year as a full-time linebacker in college. And Immediately in training camp, Micah was lining up everywhere. Yeah. You had no idea where he was going to be, but he never looked lost. He never, and, and it was that moment that Dan Quinn was like, okay, this is our Fine. best player. We're building mm-hmm. our blitz packages and pass rush stunts at both linebacker and D end around this guy. He is going to be the foundation of our defense. And you, I mean, this team not only went from being serviceable from the disastrous Mike Nolan experiment that nobody really had a high game, <laughs> a defense that, you know, was seventh in, in points allowed and led the league in takeaways. And mm-hmm. that's just one year. So now we're only going to be able to see what Dan Quinn's going to be able to do in another season. Yeah. yeah. So, and you never know. They might even, you know, look at an Oklahoma player that we wrote about today, Nick Benio, who's perfect. Yes. Oh, love this. Nick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most pressures in the last two years. He's got like 65 pressures. That's like crazy. What the hell's going over there in the Big 12? (laughs) I know, and Big Big 12 doesn't normally play defense as well, so... Yeah, exactly. Oklahoma didn't. Although they, they they have tried to make that work. I would say in the last couple of years, they're trying to switch that. But we can see that the hour is coming out because we did say we'd be with you for the hour, uh, Brianna. So we're going to um, start to wrap things up here. So um, obviously, we'll try and get you back for during the draft period uh, yes. or, or when the draft is on. I'll um, send you some links because uh, we're we're mates now. We're, 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 we're like Heck all yeah, mates we are. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, and one day... 
when I come to London, hopefully when we guys play there, ride some double decker buses, some fish mm -hmm. and chips. You guys can show me the nice pub spots. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, drink oh, tequila. No, Buckfast. No, we're not going that. <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, we'll get on the tequila. We got the nice tequila. The dark. The, you, you've still got your bottle of Dom Pivion, didn't you? Don Julio, 1942. There we go. We'll bring that with you. Bring that with you. Yeah, I've still um, got it. <laughs> yeah, so and we'll talk to you again. And obviously, as we always say to everyone, anything you ever need, we're always here um, to lend a hand Thank or you. if you want anything from us. Um, but just so people know as well, uh, just to remind them, where can they find you and follow you? Yes, so I am on Twitter at Dix Brianna on Instagram, Brianna M. Dix, and then on my YouTube channel, um, Brianna Dix, you can find my crosstalk videos with Brian Broadus, and then all of my articles and links to videos are on d210.tv under the Cowboys tab. There we go, and um, we will make sure to try and uh, uh, link in and share when uh, when they pop up for you. Um, but we'll leave you to it there. We'll let you crack on with uh, the rest of your day. And hopefully we'll speak to you during the draft and uh, we'll wrap things up and do all our sponsorship, pay the bills here. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. Yes, thank you so much, guys, for having me. And it was a pleasure to meet you all officially through <laughs> the wonderful internet. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Yep. The, the use of technology. So yeah, I yes. mean, we, we'll uh, we'll leave it there with you. And um, yeah, like I said, we're just going to wrap things up here. Speak to you again soon. Bye. Yes, so the great Brianna there. That was a, a lot of fun. Some information uh, coming at you, which was great. Um, so we are back on Tuesday with the Prospect Project. That is, of course, unless um, we get any more news that, that comes out and hits us. Um, no doubt it will, the way things are going. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> I, cannot, I, I couldn't believe she brought up that name. <laughs> nah, but, no, I was forgiving though. She, she didn't know. She didn't know. Uh, but, but but anyway, but, yeah, but anyway, guys, be sure to go and check out our fellow content creators, Hanging with the Boys, 105 The Fan, and also go and check out like the SB Nation, Cowboys Fans Only, Big Game James is all there. Go, be sure to go and check everybody out. Man. All these guys do amazing stuff. And also, please go and check out Cowboys Experience for the ultimate meet and greet, tailgate and game day package experience and much, much more. And uh, I would like to say this for the first time. And you be sure to use the discount code UK Cowboys because, guys, what do you get if you use the code? Some free you get stuff. Free stuff. That's actually and nice Joker it's nice for me to say that for the first time. <laughs> Mate, I get fed up of listening to the sound of my own voice. So that was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but that is it guys so make sure you have a good weekend we'll be back with some more news uh me and brian will be back tuesday one of these guys will be with us too to talk over some uh prospects six guys we're gonna pick at random i can't remember where are we Ooh, it's pass rushers next week so that'll, that'll be a good one mm. that should be interesting let me hit the hit the trailer and that will be us for for this evening Alright guys, catch you later. Have a good one guys.